preservation of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go Things in the Name of Love, Episode 30, Finding Joy in Daily Life with Joy Reeser. Joy Reeser is grateful to thrive beyond decades of hiding and that inspiring books arrive through her contemplative being to enliven readers' hearts. Joy serves clients as their spiritual mentor, hula hoops and sunbeams, and loves life, traveling to new spots with her partner as much as possible. You can find more about her on joyonyourshoulders.com. Joy, most recently, Design to Shine, it is so freaking amazing. Every single, it's, it's, it's for a heart of any size, and each letter has a word, and she writes this amazing, uplifting little poem that just shifts your perspective so completely. My my partner and I were reading it together and he'd get done with his page and I'd rip it from him and say, it's my turn, it's my turn. <laughs> so I'm just so honored that you're with me today, Joy. And I just want to talk to you how you came about doing this. What's the inspiration? Like, tell me your spiritual journey and how you came to this place. I know it's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. <laughs> yes, that's a big opening. Uh, okay, thank you, Erica. And I am grateful to be here with you today and with the listeners that you have in your tribe. As a little girl, I would go up in a crabapple tree and talk to God. Oh. And this was because. For years, as I was young, my sister was sassing a litany at me. Mm. Mom and dad put you back in the hospital because you cried too much. Then they got the wrong baby back. You really don't belong in our family. So this became such a wound inside me. The fact that (laughs) I am now being visible and shining Mm -hmm. and the author of three books, it's all because of a whole lot of things, including that wound inside me and the years that I spent hiding, the years I felt other than every other person in the world. So such an outsider, Mm -hmm. but I now see it as I was always a highly sensitive individual. Mm -hmm. And when you are highly sensitive, everything that comes at you is louder and bigger and hurts more Mm -hmm. than maybe it was ever intended. Right, Erica? Oh, yeah. I know that firsthand. (laughs) So I really, I was a writer before I had freedom of speech. My throat chakra opened when I was 53 years old. Wow. Or 50, around there. Okay. And it was the first time I realized, oh my gosh, I can talk for myself. Oh. 
And that actually is the year that for years in my journals, I was writing every day. And in my 30s, a couple things happened. One, I remembered that as a child, I woke up every morning holding on to something. And in my 30s, I remembered what it was. I would write something that would add to the peace in the world. Oh. And when I was also in my 30s, I was writing every day in my journal a prayer to become the joy I am created to be. I love that. Yes, I. something in me knew that being named joy and having wounds, it didn't align. Mm -hmm. And that prayer led me, I have lived in synchronicity for decades. Wow. Being led to everything I needed, every person, every class, every healer. And these days, well, I could tell you about the, the three books. The first one, Go Enjoy an Alphabetical Adventure. That is a joy. I love that book. That is just because it's, it's, that's how I felt connected with you because I got how you were thinking and I got the, the free flow. I got the effervescence. I got this. It was just so amazing. Thank you so much, Erica. I'm so glad you could dip into that. And, you know, it took me to heal enough beyond the hiding mm -hmm. to write such an honest book of how I was feeling and what I was thinking. So by the time 2015 came along, well, divinity woke me up and said, Joy, use the lessons of your life. Write a book that inspires readers. Mm. I was so happy to receive that divine assignment mm -hmm. because I knew I had been given writing gifts. I had been journaling for decades. And a couple years before the assignment, I tried to write a book. On about page 23, I was tired <laughs> of my own story. <laughs> um, awesome. You know, but receiving the assignment to use the lessons of my life, when I had already learned them, I could write from a very healed place, mm -hmm. imagining the wounded place that people, readers may be in, mm -hmm. and talking to them encouraging them, supporting them onward, because I have been supported onward into my own light that I bring. Mm -hmm. And it really is amazing to a part of me that I am so visible, getting, I'm not that visible yet, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> Growing in my visibility mm -hmm. all the time, being on podcasts, giving talks where I do, and that I'm just, I don't have nervousness. Like my knees used to shake, my mm -hmm. mouth would get so dry. Everything in me was very concerned about being in front of people. 
And I believe that is all parts of the ego and I don't have them anymore. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, that healing and being comfortable in my own skin Mm -hmm. feels like one of the biggest gifts to my being Mm -hmm. along with when my throat chakra cleared and I could speak. And then, so these books, they all have a little bit of a story. The one I told you about, Go Enjoy an Alphabetical Adventure, which became Questions, Essays, and Poetry. And that's because I was writing poetry my whole life. And when I went to a therapist (laughs) who said the word dad, and I started crying, Because I had so much pent up anxiety and pain around the relationship with my father. Mm -hmm. So I left the therapist and years later, synchronicity led me to this modality called poetry therapy, where you can work with a poetry therapist who enables you to express any little thing you need to express without judging it, you know, and I've led writing classes, poetry classes. And that's one of the first things I say is allow what desires to be on the page, you know, shut down your judging parts of you. Don't Mm -hmm. judge it. Don't reject it. Allow what desires to come out to come out and Mm -hmm. So when I was writing this book and I I had alphabetized the lessons of my life to allow, to write these essays, Mm -hmm. poems that I earlier wrote jumped into my consciousness. Oh, cool. You know, I know my poems Mm -hmm. and they they were kind of saying, I support this essay. That is why. When people are reading this book, they come to a poem and they're like, oh my gosh, poetry speaks to a different part of us than prose. So I see this book as speaking to different parts of the reader. Yeah. Um, And then then. the year after that book came out, I was getting ready to lead a journal writing class. And I was putting on, brushing my teeth. And I heard a voice, how can you reach more people? And I like looked up to my right in the sky and I said, thank you so much. Mm. Really, thank you. But I don't have time to think (laughs) about this. I have to get to class. So I drove to class and this had two women in it. And the one woman looks at me with such seriousness. She says, Erica, joy, you don't understand how valuable the questions you ask are. Wow. I am growing and changing because of this class. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I know. It was the answer to the question in the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. So... The next two weeks in my life were busy. It was May. I was dating. I was going off and off. But every time I was home, 
there was this deep desire to be on my computer, allowing this book to come. And I say it wrote itself through me with power Mm. and play in two weeks. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. It really, my books come fast. They want to be here. Yeah. And and that this is um, go enjoy, venture to your center, journaling prompts to enliven your joy. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's I the think one I, I haven't opened yet because I've been too busy reading the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I think I, yeah, I thought I had also said yeah. they're valuable, playful, space to write. And these questions and like musings, I opened one that's a little longer than the others, I think. That's okay. Uh, radar. The world spins with dastardly drama. Television tells tall tales. And our neighbors nightly yell nasties. Oh my. Do we trouble ourselves over a tragedy in Topeka? Worry about a washout in Warsaw? Swim with sadness over a storm in Savannah? Perhaps. Sweetie, all of this doesn't need to be on our radar. We can rein in our margins to sink inside, protecting our peace. We can focus closer to love ourselves and the ones we're with. Write about your radar along with the peace you are or could be in the world. Mm. That is so aligned with me because I don't watch the news. I stopped going to movies about three years ago because I just couldn't, being highly sensitive, I couldn't handle the violence anymore. And what I've seen in this process is I'm so much more calm because I'm only reading things that feel like they're aligned with me. Like I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to see what's on CNN or follow Twitter feeds or anything that are political because it doesn't feel good. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that you just named me also. <laughs> I've not had a television since 2009. I cannot watch news. You see, when we grew up, we had to eat dinner with the Huntley Brinkley Report. Oh, The news, my father was a news-addicted individual. Oh, okay. And he also didn't understand, you know, he was wounded. Right. And I love that deceased father. I loved him in life towards his last years. Mm -hmm. After I healed enough in me to allow him to simply be who he is and Mm -hmm. wear head headphones when I went to his house and (laughs) but yes I'm with you and I think that all sensitive people need to come to this place that we are not bombarding our beings with negativity Mm -hmm. because we we don't thrive that way no it's very hard for us and then when I think of people that aren't sensitive who are taking in more negativity than 
is good for them, I, oh, I so desire that they could shift a little bit, lessen on taking in, you know, and that's why that prompt about radar is in this book. And then there's room to journal. And then there's always a few short words on the third page of the journaling that this one says, reel in radar. So this book, some of you might understand this when you are creating your new babies can feel like your best babies. And you're like, oh, I'm, I wrote that years ago or, oh, I made that jewelry in 2005. But the thing is, every creation is its own unique, awesome baby. Yeah. And I am lately valuing this journal more. Mm-hmm. I understand that it is valuable. It is valuable. It is very valuable because one of one of my things for my own journey is how do I get to the peace within me? And that journal feels like it's just like the go-to module for anyone on that journey. This is what I understood after it came that how awesome is this for the person who's ready to find more peace inside themselves who might need a support tool to look mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. Right? Like I can open to any page and read a little more, or you could name an alphabet letter if you'd like to, Erica. I'm gonna do Q. Q. Q just came in, so. Okay. Q R. Okay, we have a choice. Quarrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little different. It was, was quell quarrels was the little <laughs> and quality. Let's do quality. Quality. Are we lovers of quality without perfection? Can we capture quality beyond crazy adrenaline, fear, and angst? What if we step back, breathe, and thank ourselves for entering projects with ease? Will we produce work that flows? By releasing perfection, We create to bless those who desire what comes through us. Write about quality, dear one. Creativity seeks you as a conduit. Mm. Indeed, it does. (laughs) And for me, when I'm quiet, another cue, um, that's when I can hear it. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you've gotten to this place where you hear the inspiration, like what led you to this point where you're able to accept people where they're at and not have that judgment inside. Wow. Thank you for the question. Erica, my whole journey has fed me to be an integrated loving, peaceful, calm individual who has a lot of joy. And what comes to me about that question is that self-love is the precursor to not judging others, learning to be kind to ourselves, to honor ourselves, 
to love when we make a mistake. I'm a recovering perfectionist and a recovering codependent person and a recovering constipated person. <laughs> like my shoulders used to be by my ear. I was holding everything in life. So allowing has became a watchword for me a few years ago. And, and this goes to allowing the other to be who they are. And also, I have read a particular book every day for a few years that's changing me. It's called The Way of Mastery by mm. the Shanti Christo Foundation, which is a channeled book through an individual of Jeshua Ben Joseph, Jesus, mm. in the most beautiful language. It's divided into three parts, the way of the heart, the way of transformation, and the way of knowing. I have read this every morning for years. And these days, I read it out loud on the phone to my boyfriend, Michael. I know, Erica, that it is a beautiful tool to support us in becoming lovelier individuals who can simply allow other people to live in the illusion that they're living in, mm -hmm. to hold the perspectives they're holding, the beliefs they have, the understandings. We don't have to get tied up about it. Like we can just be love in that place with them mm -hmm. and just say, wow, that's an interesting way to think about it. I, I don't think that way. I, and someone could tell me, and I, I had a woman say like, oh, Joy, you're just living in your own bubble. <laughs> and you know what? This is what life is. Who we are is what we attract. Mm -hmm. It's what we see. I have, I just happen to have a beautiful life, but I am 62 years young and I was living in that illusion of isn't life awful for mm -hmm. decades, mm -hmm. but I'm not living in that place anymore. So I think you asked me like a two-part question. I did. So the other part was about my receiving. Well, when I was that little girl climbing the crabapple tree, a few years later, I was the teenager sitting on a rock. And it was to escape the very cold air-conditioned house and the very cold energies in the mm -hmm. house of no one connecting from their hearts and a, a whole lot of raging egos living in that house. Mm -hmm. So I would sit on this rock and write poetry and talk to God. And years later, I was led to a group that was studying a Plotkin book. I forget his first name, but it was about us and nature. And we had to come in one day and be an inanimate object. Oh, fun. And what happened was I was able to write a poem 
which you will read in that first book as the rock. That is awesome. I have an ability to get inside anything. I can, I was talking to trees before it was a very mm-hmm. known thing that, that everything has consciousness that, right. you know, we can talk to rocks. So because my family shut doors against me, I nurtured my inner life as a young person. And what I understand is that, you know, we never know anybody because people just show us maybe an aspect of who they are and, you know, who are they inside? And what I love is that if we have this, a way of seeing people that each person is a divine spark with beauty and gentleness, we can be with them even if they're raging, Mm -hmm. because we know that they are so much more than that raging part of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not attracting very many angry people. Um, That's a beautiful thing. It is. I, the last angry person, the one that said, Oh, you just live in your bubble. I don't go near her anymore because she's very caught up in being angry with the world. Yeah. And I can't be in that energy Mm -hmm. without feeling. (laughs) I get that. I get that completely because I grew up in a family where there was a lot of emotional repression and my skill set, one of my gifts is that I can see the soul of everyone, which is amazing. Except if you have codependent relationships, it trips you up a lot. (laughs) Because it's like, but they're here. No, they're actually here. They're right down here or lower, but I can see what they could be. Look at where they could be. So as an early child, I had the opportunity to be in nature a lot. And my teenage years, I didn't. And that's when I started shutting down. And so reawakening myself to my feelings and to seeing the energies of people and feeling the energies of people has been quite an experience. I, I was in a local repository have been a couple of days this week and I was feeling really tired and I couldn't figure out why. Talked to my mentor and she said, Erica, you're picking up on the energy of the um, artifacts that are here because the people who owned them had attachment to them. I was like, I'm that sensitive. Oh my gosh, I'm that sensitive that I can actually, because I know, I, I mean, I know with the chair I'm sitting on is a, isn't, you know, it's got consciousness, my couch and I are friends, which sounds silly, but I get it because it's, it's once we step out of that ego place and think we're something separate from, um, it becomes a very fascinating journey. (laughs) Amen, sister. You know, you, you will read in that first book that divinity visited me in um, 2011 and taught me that separation is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And I, I had felt like the poster child for separation. Because <laughs> when your sister tells you that you don't belong, yeah, you know, it created me as a an uber ego that like mm-hmm. I was different than everybody. So I needed that personal visit from divinity to say, hey, Joy, separation really is an illusion. Yeah. And oh my gosh, my life has been 
unbelievably better (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because that's the year that I restarted my gratitude practice, writing in my gratitude journal every morning. That is the year I graduated from the spiritual direction training program that I was in. That's awesome. So yes, it was a beautiful program aligning with who I am that I can serve. I do serve as a spiritual mentor to individuals. Mm. But this way of seeing and how you, it does, it, it shifts everything for us. I think that every person who's able to quiet the ego or re- release ego aspects to live into more love of who we are, we get it that life is beautiful. And also with me, I'm a, one of those people that hadn't been in my body for many years. Mm-hmm. So grounding inside myself has been an aspect of my journey. One of the practices that I've seen in your book is you hula hoop. What brought you to that and how does that keep you so connected into your body? Thank you, Erica. That classic book of Julia Cameron's called The Artist's Way Mm -hmm. that I studied three times to heal my creative wounds Mm -hmm. led me to be a, a hula hooping person because one of her questions was, what did you do as a child that you might lean into, or I don't know how she asked it, but I wrote down, I loved hula hooping. And since I've lived in synchronicity, the next day in the frozen food section of my local discount store, there was one pink hula hoop. I love it. And I I knew it was there for me. Mm -hmm. I took it home. I started hooping. And over the years, I, I now have a different hoop, a larger one, but it is something that my body loves to do after I've been sitting for too long. Mm. And I am not a person who can sit for eight hours like that. And I don't think our bodies are meant for that anyway. No. But I get up, I stretch. I got one of those desks that it goes on my desk, but I could raise this up. Mm-hmm. So I can stand up sometimes when I'm working. I can go on my porch or out in a sunbeam to hula hoop. It does something for my energy. I guess it enlivens my energy and it brings me into my body. Yeah. I love it. But I have jacks. Like, come over. We'll play jacks, too. (laughs) Like, I have a very awake inner child. That's beautiful. Thank you. I'm... um, got the stuffed animals on my bed and jacks in the basket and hula hoop by the back door. I have bubbles that we live in the fifth floor of an apartment building and I will blow them on occasion and watch people figure out where they came from. (laughs) Nice. That's great. The time that Michael and I blew bubbles at the park, well, it was on a mountain, people came over and he's like, do you want to do it? Oh, that's awesome. Let them blow bubbles. But everybody has an inner child. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and that brings us to my third book, I believe. Yes, I love your third book. Thank you. Because when it was coming, I understood this will speak to children and also to the inner child of any individual. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called Designed to Shine, Read Aloud Rhymes for Any Size Heart. It's amazing. (laughs) I was going to say, it is amazing. Thank you. And, and this one doesn't have much of a story like the other two. The story is one winter day. I think I wrote a poem in my journal and then I'm like, hmm. And I went to my computer and I, w- I wrote seven of these wow. rhymes and then went, oh my gosh, I'm writing a children's book in rhyme that will speak to the aunts and the uncles and the mm-hmm. grandparents. Because these rhymes, I've been told they're wise and they're delightful. They're amazing. Uh, Do you want me to read? Yeah, please do. Uh, Let me see which one. H. Happy. Happy. Oh, that's the the (laughs) anti-codependent one. (laughs) Nice. Happy. Do you hang out with folks who knock this and that where negative words can feel like a path? Not here, Mr. Mole. Not here, Sister Slug. You don't have to settle for feelings that bug. There's no need to tiptoe past Peter Pout Pout or wrestle your happy from sisters who shout. To the island of happy, I'm sailing there now. Give yourself happy, your seats by the cow. that i just love i love the imagery i love the anim, the illustrations i love the joy i get from it my essence is joy i know this i am a ridiculously playful silly person that it's an innocent play and your book lights that up hooray i'm so glad yeah and, and who would know Go ahead. I was going to say, it's going to be a lot of Christmas presents this year. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Any independent bookstore can order that for you. Okay. Signed copies, you can order them from me. Okay. And online, it's available also. Okay. Widely available. Awesome. <laughs> it's such a beautiful, light opening of the heart. That's what I felt come through. In each of the ones, I think I'm on, I think I'm on M right now because it was last night and I was getting a little sleepy. So I can't remember what letter I stopped at. But what I do recall is I got into bed and uh, my partner said, you're awfully chipper. And I said, well, I was just reading Joy's book. (laughs) So you have that gift to to tap into that beautiful innocent child that we all have yeah so thank you you are so welcome wow i'm unbelievably grateful happy and i know that my books are healing they're imbued with probably angelic healing energies because they are (laughs) they just are they are are. And if we really think about it, you know, that all my ancestors, all my pain, 
all that I have been led to transmute comes into through my heart and these books. And I think that I did come to be named Joy, to have my joy completely squashed, to be a wounded ego for decades, and then to find my light and be given these words to bring the joy. And you know, when I've had, I had dreams that I am going to bring a lot of joy to the world. And it wasn't a dream. It was a knowing. My, mm-hmm. my soul believes that I came here to bring a lot of joy. Time will tell. I'm on the journey, you know, of it. <laughs> I feel it. I definitely feel it. Because it's just so, it's so inspiring. It's so uplifting. It's so engaging. And I'll use the word infectious because that's what joy is. Joy is an infectious energy. When you round somebody that is joy, you feel it and you want to be part of it. And that's a state that we need to be in more. Oh, gosh. Can I put you in my pocket? (laughs) I knew for for years, what I understood was, wow, when people are with me, they feel better. And I'm like, I wonder what that, what is, what is that? It's my joy. Mm -hmm. I do ignite good things in other people. And may I read the joy? Yes. Yes. Joy. A feeling so high, so bold, and so deep. It's natural, normal, your birthright to keep. Meet essence of joy on a walk in the creek then stepping on grass in tender bare feet. Greet joy by yourself or with badgers nearby, with monkeys on treetops, geese streaming through sky. Add hula in sunbeams. Do not hesitate. Share it. Embrace it. To joy celebrate. I love it. Ah. Joy, thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you here. I'm so, so blessed. Oh, thank you. Thank you for piping in on my post on Facebook. You know, that publicist last year tried to connect us and we were a little connected, but we didn't. Didn't fully connect. It didn't fully connect. But now we are. I know. Amazing. I'm so grateful too. Me too. So tell me, how can my listeners find you? Thank you. I would love to hear from anybody who's of the light. I don't want to hear from (laughs) dastardly (laughs) demons, please. um, (laughs) Yes, thank you. Joyonyourshoulders.com. And if you put the HTTPS in front of the WW, then joyonyourshoulders.com, you get a lovelier version of it than if you leave that off. So you won't have that message that says not secure. Yeah. (laughs) And then on Facebook, there's the Joy on Your Shoulders page. There's the books that inspire page. 
Those are probably good ways. All right. Those are beautiful ways. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it was an honor. And I thank you so much for your time today. You are so welcome. And it was my honor to be with you today and your listeners. Thank you. The action item of the week is to tune into where you need to bring joy into your life. When you find it, figure out what you can do to bring a little play and happiness and joy into it. That's it for the week. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. And let it flow.